0: Call me 9-5, I've been working Call me 9-5, I've been working Call me 9-5, I've been working Call me 9-5, i be working, working. Let's be quick together You can achieve anything you want to achieve I'm not the answer But I'm gonna give you some answers Check me out on all social media At Casting Over Williams And go to my webpage Hey, what's going on with your Casanova Williams. I'm here for another Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Um... This podcast. I want to talk about the case that just happened with uh, Richard Sherman. Um, he's if you don't know who he is, he's uh, one of the best uh, NFL players out. Won a Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks. I think he currently plays for San Francisco. Also, a uh, fraternity brother of mine's a five eighty seven. Shout out to Blue Phi. Um Recently, in news, he had an incident where um, he lost his temper, lost his cool, uh, ran in a barricade that attempted to break into his uh, father-in-law's house. Now, the details of what uh, happened is not really out like the argument, things like that. Um, but his wife has come to his defense and and and, and he has apologized. Uh, recently, he's been dealing with, uh, he said, uh, dealing with mental health issues, which caused the incident that happened um, the other day. Um, I really want to talk about this because I think this kind of um, shows the, it shows what it is to have mental health. It, how is not addressed? Now, this is an NFL player that's worth millions of dollars. Uh, he is by uh, a no-brainer that he'll be in the Hall of Fame. You know, definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame for what he's done and contribute. He's also vice president of the NFL Players Association as well. So he's very involved in the community. Even being be a, 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 a member, a brother of Five Beta Sigma. He's very involved in the community. So uh, this brother is definitely a, a, a brother that we call look at and said, you know, he stayed out of trouble. He's married, you know, all that. So, you know, he's definitely a great brother, but mental health how it affects everybody. Um, now, I want to talk about a few factors with this case that I found interesting. First, you know, the demonization of him in the media when it first came out, you know, domestic violence. Yes, of course. Uh, it, what people don't say, domestic violence it takes a lot of forms, but the cops say domestic violence doesn't necessarily mean that he beat his wife or anything like that. But of course, there was the rumors out there that he hit his wife and he went crazy and stuff like that. Uh, you know, he was put in the jail. They didn't give him any, any bond at all. Law, which is funny for a man that has no type of criminal history. He was denied bail. Eventually, he did get bail, but what I'm saying, you know, it, it's like this man has never had any trouble, you know, with with any type of law. Not that I'm aware of. If you know of some, definitely, you know, chime in and, and and you know. But I've never heard of him involved in any type of domestic violence or any type of violence or with the law. And um obviously, he's was suffering from some mental health. They charged him with. uh They were going to charge him with some felonies, but uh, he has five counts of misdemeanors or. Uh, uh, 90 days in jail or or misdemeanor or, or fines or whatnot um the way is looking to be honest that the father probably won't um uh, press any charges and it'll probably just be a fine he'll be okay which is great you know what I mean um but it just shows you that no matter where you're at in your life financially uh social status wise mental health affects you now this is a, a young black man he's 33 and he he's rich in lime life and he suffered from mental health and this shows you how much Mental health is not addressed when it comes to black men in our community. Now, this man had could is 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 afforded could afford the best treatment in the world. He could be afforded the best uh, options in the world for mental health. But still, somebody like him is still suffering from mental health issues that got him to that point where he was not going to do it. Now we don't know the details of what happened, and I'm not here to speculate at all because I, you know that just doesn't make sense. But it just shows you that mental health in our community is very very serious, and it's happened to a lot of us a lot of us uh young black men out here are suffering in silence i call mental health the silent killer of our community and it's worse to me it's worse than uh systematic racism is worse than than police brutality it's worse than black on black killing because this is the only thing that we kill ourselves with ourselves you know you know everything else we could blame others for we could blame other black people for killing us we could blame the system we could blame so many other things for our conditioning and, and what's going on with us you know you know. So if young black men are getting killed at an astounding rate by police, we could blame the police. If we are being denied loans or opportunities that our counter, white counterparts are get, we could blame systematic racism or racism in general. But mental health, we can't really blame anybody else but ourselves. And when I mean blame ourselves, we could we could blame our environment or certain situations that caused it. But this is the only thing that we could do to repair ourselves. Mental health is the only thing that we can address, that we have complete 100% power over to heal. See, we can't control necessarily you know cops killing us we we can't you know we we can't go to any type of therapy or get any type of help when it comes to that you know it needs to be a collective you know cops need to be better trained there needs to be better understanding in our communities um you know black on black crime we have to heal ourselves we have to sit down and talk to ourselves and stop the violence and things like that so it's always an outside force that we need when it comes to to uh the problems within our culture but see mental health we don't need to be we don't need to go into, uh, we don't need to work with the community to handle our own personal mental health. And this is the only, is the biggest silent killer of us, but it's the, is the thing that we could handle ourselves. We can seek the help. We can seek understanding. One thing I did in my book, which, which, uh, you know, it's out on Amazon right now, or you go to castle warriors.com and, and get the, uh, get uh, and click on, the, buy a copy, or you go to blackmail.com and, and click on and buy a copy as well. Um, is I did my book in a way where I wanted people to understand what mental Health was too many times we sit down and we don't understand what it is, and I really wanted to have an understanding what mental health is. Now, of course, there are a lot of mental health illnesses out there that, of course, my book can't you know uh, cover. You know, there's a lot of them, you know, I you know, but I wanted to. The majority, the ones that I saw in our communities more so than sex disorders, anxiety, depression, uh, schizophrenia, uh, a lot of these things that are affected in our community, that are in our community and make a big impact on our lives and our behavior. Um, And, and I really wanted, and then I, I put a black experience because it's one thing to say we have these problems within our community, but it's another to actually have an understanding of it. So what I did is I did different experiences, like for example, sexual disorders, a lot of people say black men are over sexualized black men are just out here for sex 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 and we don't really look back and to say where did that come from you know in our in the black community in particular it is a badge of honor that if you're a young boy you had sex with an older woman um you 12 13 14 you had sex with a 23 24 year old that's not seen as rape that's not seen as a problem and that's okay you know auntie touched me while i was young and things like nobody addresses those and it happens more than often we just don't report it but it happens a lot but see it's a badge of honor i write a passage in some way but you don't understand those ages 12 13 14 you're just starting to understand yourself as a man especially sexually what you like what you don't like things like that it's not i'm not necessarily trying not saying gay or not, i'm just saying in general you you start to understand girls and your your relationship to girls and things like that and to have an older woman come in and give you a uh and and plunge you into a sexual relationship or a sexual situation that really at the end of the day you're not mentally ready for right now you know i know when i was 12 13 14 uh we used to think about kissing girls you know uh, that was like a big thing you know i remember my best friend when i was younger you know we had they had a joke he used to call me an oral virgin because i never kissed a girl he even wrote it on the chalkboard you know but you know he uh, my name is a you know my name is you know is an oral virgin on on the on the board and everybody's like oh you never kissed a girl or well, did he actually set me up to kiss my first girl over by the auditorium is 144 I remember her name's Jessica and it was my first tongue kiss you know and and the first one and that was the big thing you know junior high school that was a big thing because so now did we have um young people who having babies yes I mean but it wasn't it wasn't it was more of a scandalous day it was more of a oh my gosh she's pregnant rather than anything you know um and I lost my virginia at 14 to another girl that was 14 you know so you know I, I, my sexual journey I believe was with my peers it wasn't with an older woman or anything like that so I was able to experience my first interaction sexually with people my age you know we all were exploring at that age i don't know where i would have been if i would have been privileged to sexual with the older woman you know where would i be now where would my sexual ideas be you know um i don't know and um Everybody's affected differently Some people are affected Not affected as negative Some people have whatever But you know It does change your idea Of what sex is And people don't understand that um, But it's a badge of honor in our community You know So you have a lot of young black men That are getting forced Into sexual situations Because we feel This is what it is to be a man And then you know That's what we think Our worth is I know a lot of young men That talk uh, You know About you know Penis size And I, I tore it up And things like that I don't ever hear anybody talk about oh you know I made her feel good and all that stuff we it's not that perspective unfortunately because we've been too, we've been trained growing up that's what the perspective is you know you tear it up you beat it up you know the bigger cock you have the better and all that stuff you know even women when they want to hurt you and, and you know they're always small dick your sex ain't good you know these are things that that in our community that makes us a man you know and that and it's been per its perpetrated Through all the cultures, you know, as a black man. So, you know, looking from the outside in, I'm all about sex. That's all I want. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, we have to understand that, you know, things in our community that are are so, are so, uh, are normalized are not. um Sherman Williams, we don't know what he's going through. I don't know, particular, what was going on, but you know, I'm sure some anxiety, depression, um, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, you may have, everybody may look at you and say you have everything, but see, the person that has everything that you think is the person suffering. I saw some memes on uh, Facebook where it says the people you think are okay are the most people that aren't okay because at the end of the day that's what we do we act like everything's okay but we're really suffering inside but see when people look at you and they think you have it all they don't they don't think anything's wrong with you because to them you have it all so why should you have problems um it's like when you know people look at the rich people that are crying yo you're rich <laughs> why are you crying why do you have a problem with anything you're rich but at the end of the day problems are problems everybody's problems are different and i think that you know we need to understand that you know there are a lot of uh you know um you know uh black men that have probably a lot of mental health issues we have you know um for example let's let's talk about will Smith I know everybody's like oh well will Smith you know yo know but look at look at look at the reaction to Will Smith's situation if it would been reverse all oh, man now the thing that gave me about the August ex Cena and Jay picket thing was she claims that they were not together they were divorcing okay fine um But at the end of the day, the way it was put out there, now everybody, you know, I think everybody has seen those August Astina pictures on the net. I mean, apparently he has like a third arm for a penis size, I guess. You know what I mean? That's what I've heard. I I didn't see it, but yeah, everybody was talking about it. Like, oh my God, it's like humongous, whatever. So this was before Jada pickett you know then, then a lot of pictures of her parading around with him going to award shows with him and stuff like that he, oh and now of course we know they were involved intimately you know i'm saying now will smith has is left to look like a jerk because now you know as as men we look you know men and women culture look oh my god he's tearing it up will you know and 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 you know it was it was almost comical you know what i'm saying the way will was treated now let's say that was reverse if it was reverse it would be like oh will's a dog he treated Jada's so bad. Oh, his a door. But everything with Jada, girl, do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. You're, you're, it was like empowering that she did this, you know? And even if everything is true as far as they were broken up and maybe Will was doing his thing, she was doing her thing. But at the end of the day, he did his thing, but nobody knows. We There's speculation, but nobody knows. Nobody's put out a song like August did. Nobody, there was no round table about it, or anything like that. But this man was embarrassed through the whole world. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it wasn't, it, there was some, there was some cheating because really, well, it could be Like, yo, we weren't together. We broke up for a while. She dated him. Cool. But, you know, it's like she paraded the dude. I, I see that a lot of women that when they break up with a man, they want to parade the new man around. They want to parade the fact that I got somebody new. And, and, you know, that, you know, that seems really, really harsh. I've been through it myself, you know, and it's like, they do that purposely to hurt the man because they're hurt, you know? And, you as men, black men, we're very dominant of our women. And when we, when we see that our woman has been with somebody else, that hurts, you know, now I'm not trying to justify a man cheating at all. I'm not saying that's okay for a man to cheat. And no, I'm not saying that at all, but no, uh, we've been raised to be dominant when it comes to women, to be this is mine, you know, women is precious. And to know that she's been with this guy, that guy, prairie him around, that's embarrassing. Now, I tip my hat, hat off to Will because Will's a strong man, obviously very confident in himself. So, you know what? Don't bother him and keep it moving. And let's be real Will Smith is a way better pick than August Alcina, regardless. You know what I'm saying? But still, as a man, I'm sure it took out a little chunk of his pride, you know. But the women were defending Jada. They were all, see, Jada did a lot. You know, we even have people attacking... The cater to you song by Destiny's child. Like what is the what's wrong with catering to your man if he's a good man? We're not saying you cater to a man that's cheating on you and beating you. You know, that's what i was talking about. If your man is good, I'm a cater to my man. You know, I'm very fortunate where my wife caters to me. My wife loves me and she caters to me because she loves me. You know, she knows that she has a good man. And you know, even at times during relationship when I've fallen, she has had my back and she still caters to me like the keen I am. In her household, and I love her for that, and I treat her like a queen. She is, but women out here, oh, why the kid to a man? That song's not relevant, and that's the problem. You know, how can we as black men be confident in relationships with a black woman when we know that this black woman is going not going to treat us the way we should be treated? You know, um, unless you have money or status, women seem to want to treat you according to that, not just like you're a good man. And that I think that's the problem. You know, back in the days, you know, we were all in the struggle together. I have a conversation with somebody the other day about um, about how it was back in the days, how's now, you know, how women's movement was a horrible thing for black people. And, and I'm not going to get deep into it. I think that's going to be another episode, how the women's movement messed up relationships with the black man. I think that's going to be another podcast, probably my next one. But just a brief summary is that, the women's movement Really messed up black women Because back in the days Women Black women didn't have The problems white women had Black women were in the struggle With their black man We all couldn't vote We all were being treated Of uh, Jim Crow practices We all were we down in the gutter Trying to come up So we were together So the white women problem Not voting All that stuff That had nothing to do With the black woman Because we were in the struggle Together We were in the struggle Together to vote And back then A woman didn't really care But I don't I didn't think I don't think Black women really cared About voting We just wanting to be equal. You know, we, you know, even if our man voted, it's like, yo, we're going to support our man. He's the head of the household. You know what I'm saying? We were all in the struggle together. The women's movement had nothing to do with the black man's struggle, with the black woman's struggle. But see, they made it part of their struggle. So then the black woman started to say, hey, I want to be a white woman. I want what they have. But at the end of the day, it didn't apply to us. The women's movement empowerment had nothing to do with us. Now, people are saying that uh, women were feeling unfairly and domestic violence, all the No matter what era of time you look in, no matter the culture, there's always guys that are just dicks that will beat their women and treat them like shit. So at the end of the day, don't get me wrong, I'm not in no way trying to say that, you know, every black household was great and strong. No, there's always exception to the rules. But in general, our families, our unions were tight. Our, you know say our support was there for each other but over time we adopted this American dream idea and and they forced black men out the house. Women's movement empowered black women. there was no movement in this in this in this nation in this country there has not been one black movement there has not been one movement that included benefits for the black man. Think about it welfare, child support, you know what I'm saying? Image and media, anything that was a movement, me too. Anything that's a movement had nothing to do with empowering blackmail. Now, black, empower black women, yes. But blackmails, none. Name one movement in our country that happened that black men were a part of that movement. And I'm talking about the mass movement. You know, people are, well, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter movement had nothing to do with the black man. It had something to do with, it was founded by uh, lesbians that wanted to uplift the LGBTQ community. And they just used black men's killings to get funding. And they used that. But at the end of the day, that movement has not benefited one black man. There had not been a charity, not been a college tuition pay, not a community center, nothing, nothing to help the black man. Me too. At the end of the day, me too had nothing to do. You know, we, we you know, R. Kelly, uh, Bill Cosby, and other actors been demonized. you know, I'm not here whether to say yes or not, right or yes or no about them in their situations, whatever. But at the end of the day, not one woman has ever helped the, the black man in America. Now the black women, of course, are fair. A, a woman cannot have a, the, the father in the household and, and receive public assistance. I don't see that with the black people. with white people, Black people, yeah. And then if, if that the man is in the household they're gonna go after the man or or for for or oh, you owe us this amount of money child support how does that help the black man when you know I could be their father for 17 years but she puts you on child support their back could be 17 years even though I was there I mean not one you know I don't pay on time because I don't have a job then you know I lose my license I know that's how it works in Florida like not one movement that is that that was to help black families was help the black man. Not one. So at the end of the day, black women want the most most out of us, but don't want to give us anything. Because that's how America is, has, has, has branded. Now, let's go back to Sherman. You know, fortunately, hopefully, this is blown under the water. Hopefully, he could address his mental health issues. Hopefully they could work on things. But at the end of the day, where is the outcry support and love for this young black man that has done so much to make us proud as a culture in his time of need? See, and that's what we need. We need more, more understanding and love for the black man. Because one thing on my show, RCP Talk, as every Wednesday at 7.30 live on Facebook, we have uh, is live. And then you can catch the uh, episodes on theculture.tv. Um, we were talking about benefits when it comes to the black man. We were talking about a lot of things on that show, but in particular, we were talking about celebrities and how the black man is affected within the community. And like I was saying before, there wasn't one thing that anybody could say. Even on my show, when I was talking about the black man struggle, my co-hosts start to talk about, oh, it needs to be more communication within the whole community. And I had to point out to us, I see every time I talk to people, every time I talk to have a a, a speaking engagement or I'm in a conversation with somebody, every time I talk about black man struggle, they always want to generalize it to the black community. Every time it's, you know, but we complain when we talk about all lives matter, but then a white person says, uh, you know, black matters, black lives matter, but then a white person says all lives matter. We get mad, but we do the same thing to ourselves. See, what I was saying was if you want to heal the black culture, the black man is the key. Why? Because without the black man, we can't grow. See, every movement Is against the black man. We encourage lesbianism now. We encourage single parents without having a father in the household. We encourage all these things that don't help the culture. You know, that's why we have a lot of these young men that are very sensitive because they don't have a man in the household to teach them what it is to be a man. Now, I'm not saying that being a lesbian or bisexual, whatever is a bad thing. That's another discussion. But in general, when we say that the family unit is not relevant, then we are we are virtually destroying our culture and being statistically that there are more black women than men. How are we growing? How are we how are we we, we doing? how we we really uh, um, uplifting and, and, and helping our culture? Because all we do is demonize the black man, you know, because I mean, numbers wise, if you look at it, there are more men, there are more women statistically than black men. There are more black women than black men. Either two things are going to happen. See, and and women don't have choices. See, and the choices that they have when it comes to a black man they're away from, they will choose, I'm going to be single forever. I'm going to be a lesbian or I'm just a career woman. Everything is away from. So it's like, well, marry a good black man. Oh, a lot of them. They're not like, okay, poly. You know what I'm saying? That's African. That's, you know what I'm saying? Men with multiple women. Oh no, uh-uh, I'm not stupid. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You know, why does he, because women think we don't deserve that. See, look at it. Um, Michael Basin has been really talking about a lot of poly things lately on uh, on his uh, Facebook, right? A lot of people, the comments are crazy. And, you know, statistically, to be honest, for the black culture to survive, poly has to be the option. Because if it's not the option, then we have no way of going. Because there's more women being born than men on, a, on a, 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 a fast pace. There's more women being born than men. So for every woman to have a husband, you have to, the black culture has to adopt that mentality, which it isn't a bad mentality because that's the original form of marriage, how it was back in the day. But at the end of the day, we have to look at that as our culture because you're going to have a lot of unwed women, you know what I'm saying, that having babies. That's how, you know, why have five, you know, if a man had that well, I could get four women. We could all be together at Bill. Nobody, every woman has a husband. Every child has a daddy. But right now, the way it is, one guy, he's pregnant four or five women, having five kids by five different women, but he's not held accountable to take, take care of them. Because women are like, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to be you know, in no poly relationship and share with my man, whatever. But how do you not going to share when there's not enough men out there? I mean, and this is not to argue for poly, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, that's if being a lesbian is... How many women I've met that said they're lesbians, not because... They, they, were, they were born that way because eventually after dealing with so many men, they said, you know what, flip, flip this. Then all of a sudden now you have, then on another hand, you have a lot of men that are being demasculated in our society. You know, we see more transgenders. We see you know, more black transgenders getting pushed into the limelight uh, and acting and stuff like that. We see more men that are very feminine, men that are, 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 are you know, that are, are gay. And, and that's a great option. And, and, you know, people are saying that's a great option. So at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with all these options, but it should be options. It shouldn't be that you know, society points you in a direction because society points us in a direction which is away from each other, which is dwindling our community, our culture. Now, what does that have to do with mental health? I know you're like, damn, Cash, you went on, 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 was Because at the end of the day, mental health is the solid killer with us. Right now, you have a lot of men with anxiety and depression, sexual disorders that we don't understand. So we can't be the men to even to say, okay, cool, we're stepping up. We're going to. Even let's say, okay, I want to be poly. Let's say that. All right, well, I'm man enough to say I want to take care of these two, three women, take care of them. Um, we have kids. We grow a family. We build generational wealth. We build an empire together. The men are not even in that space right now to even do that. So I'm kind of like killing my own thing. Like, yeah, that's maybe an option, but the men are not even there yet to do it because we have, we're dealing with our own demons. We're not there to win our black women back to say, you need to be with a man, even one on one, nevertheless than multiple ones. So, so what, what, where are we right now? Where we are black men that are on an island by ourselves right now. And the biggest killer of us right now is mental illness. Like what people don't understand is that trans being trans was used to be a mental disorder. It was called, um, gender, gender association, uh, disorder, I believe, believing you was of, of another, I was a disorder. Um, statistically, most people that do the sex change regret it. Um, or they have a lot of mental problems and things like that. Not because of bullying, but just in general, but we live in a society now that if a little boy plays with a Barbie, they encourage, him to be a girl. Now, no, when I was younger, I used to play in my mom's makeup, wear her shoes. I used to, I think every young boy does that because we love our mom and we, you know, but then, you know, but that didn't mean that I want to be a girl, but see in our society today, we give any little sign like that. Oh, he wants to be a girl. Let's encourage that. Let's encourage that. Let's, let's push that, which is, so funny that I can be five years old and decide my gender, but I can't decide what pajamas to wear to go to bed. I can't decide when I want to bathe or not. I can't decide if I want to drink alcohol, or smoke a cigarette. Or not. I can't decide what school I want to go to. I can't decide what job. I, there's nothing I can decide as a five, six year old in life. Everything's my parents, but miraculously, I can decide what my gender is. Like if that's not backwards, like don't get me wrong. I believe that if a child is, 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 you know, let a child grow the way they want to. I'm nor encouraging it or disencouraging it. I want you just to live your life. And then when you're at that age that you decide you're 60, 70, 18, and you decide this is the life I want to live. I think at that point you could, you understand. But who am I to tell this five-year-old just because he's playing with Barbies that you know what, you're a girl, I'm going to encourage it there's this one young boy that, that says he's gay and he um and he uh, it's a white boy so uh and he is popular all, all the gay parades and parties to the point where he was at like some burlesque thing where he's stripping and dancing on the bar this kid can't be no older than 10 11 12 and they encouraged that He's like the poster boy, you know, Gabrielle Union, their, their, their child in the public eye with that, with, you know, he wants to be called a she and things like that. See, this is the society we live in today, you know, where it could be a boy just exploring who he is. But he's told this way he is because he's getting attention. Of course, any kid getting attention because of what they do is going to gravitate towards that. My parents give me a lot of attention when I play with Barbies. So let me play with more Barbies. We don't think about that. We just think, oh, he knows his right. But I have to tell this, 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 this 10-year-old when to go to bed because they don't, you know, I'm gonna stay up all night and eat candy. I gotta tell him what to eat and how to eat. But they have the right to choose their gender and this affects our community because they put those traits, those are white things. It's like white things, white problems they put on us, you know? I mean, even the gay movement, to be honest, like they've always been gay, lesbians. I, my, my godmother was lesbian and it wasn't a big issue, you know? It, you know, it, it, you know, even being gay, there's always a gay, gay guy or gay friend or gay person in school in the black community. And like, I, you know, I got bullied, so I'm sure they got bullied too here and there. But like at the end of the day, those weren't really big things. You know, we, you know, a lot of times we knew people were gay you know what I'm saying? Before they did, I had a friend, his name's Omar and he was in band with us. He hung out with us all the time. Omar was always weird, but we always thought Omar was gay. We was like, Omar's party gay. He's like, no, I'm not gay. You know what I'm saying? But Omar was a cool guy. You know what I'm saying? We hung out with him. You know, we cracked jokes, but we cracked jokes all over each other, but we didn't treat him no different, but we all knew he was gay. Like, you know, then he finally came out as gay and it was like, oh, we knew it. He was actually cooler when he came out as gay, you know? So I, I mean, in America, black gay, I mean, there's always been gay people within our community. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not saying there wasn't violence. I'm not saying that, but it, it wasn't that big of a problem, you know? Um, but when it became a white problem, then it became our problem, you know? And, 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 you know, it's funny. It's like, it's like every time white people have problems and we don't have problems with it, but they put it on us and then we make it big. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, you know what? I'm going on a tangent here. I'm going off of of things. These are other subjects I should be talking about. But what I'm saying is that there's a lot of problems that we don't have and that we never had in the black community. And the problems were created by others in our community. And all all those things, everything always is against the black man. It's never something for the black man. Even when it's like a revolution, The black, oh, if you gay come out. How's that benefiting the black man? Because at the end of the day, a gay man don't care about making a baby. That's not really what, you know, it's not possible technically. Two men can't create a baby. They can adopt it, all that. That's cool. But we can't grow. So at the end of the day, if it, it, it always affects the black man negative, no matter what. Sherman right now is going through a lot. And he's going through it in the public eye. And that hurts, you know? Um, and my prayers go out to that brother. I hope he gets the help he needs um, because, you know, it's definitely hard out there. It's hard out there when you're a black man that you got mental health Ill- illness and there's really no help. There's no understanding, you know, and I, you know, I've had people come to me about my my podcast and my book and said, you know, your book saved my life. It made me understand. And I appreciate that, you know, and, you know, I, I didn't know the impact this book would start to have on people. I have, you know, counselors picking up copies of the books to give out to their clients and stuff like that. And I'm very appreciative of that. That's something that, was more therapeutic for me is turning to be a whole, like, I'm a businessman, entrepreneur. This is turning to be a whole nother business by itself, a stream of income, you know, uh, just a uh, thing of notoriety and stuff like that. And I really appreciate it because when I did this book, I really didn't think it would go that far. So I want to thank everybody that's purchased the book, everybody that the, the support of that I really appreciate it so much you know um soon I'm gonna be start having guests on the show to really talk about you know I only have one guest and uh, that's when I did the podcast about married men and mental health um but the next one uh, I'm gonna have some guests and stuff like that some experts and things like that to talk about specific subjects get more into detail about it um if you need help definitely go to blackmail.com there's always there's a, a lot there's links to help but understanding if you want to know what mental health is and certain things get my book the black Men's mental health bible and it's going to tell you what a mental health is the dsv5 explanation of it that's the book that puts all the psychological medical conditions in the book mental uh, uh mental conditions in the book so like i have that always on deck and in there a lot of specific uh things about what mental health is and our black experience um i appreciate your listening to the podcast today and um like i said if you want to follow me follow me on Facebook at Casanova official uh f- Facebook.com slash Casanova Official on Instagram, Casanova Williams. Um, our Instagram, Black Man's Mental Health, is up, but it's really not active yet. Um, but it will be soon. So you but you can follow that, that'll be great. Um, you can catch me on, like I said, on Instagram, Casanova Williams, Castanova.com. It's is the website which has links to all my other podcasts, podcast guru, Casabel, Bell, the podcast do with my wife, and uh RSVP talk uh with my co-host uh, Miss O. So yeah, so I appreciate your listening. To this podcast. Until next time, we'll talk later.